Sorry, we're going to have to start again. It glitched out. <laughs> oh. No doubt. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. We're doing a little bit of a take two. I'm stoked to be here. And I said it again, and I'll say it again. Stoked. Probably one of my favorite words. Frothing. Hectic. Just the Aussie slang is flying high in Vancouver right now. <laughs> but we've got the legend Elliot Hulse on the phone. Dude is hanging out in the trees. Give us an update, Elliot. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be out of the office or out of the house. My house is my office, so I'm there with the family too. And uh, my favorite place to go is by the river. Mm. Love it. So let's uh, start off with our little tradition that we have on here. We're going to go for a high and a low for the week. I'll model that and then you can just follow on. Um, And you can answer this however the hell you like. I've had uh, people say that they don't believe in highs and lows. They just ride the wave of life, man. And... Yeah, just roll with it, however. But for me, uh, high for the week, I've got two. I just met up with a friend of mine yesterday, and we like booked in a date to run a fundraiser um, around men's initiation and the Mankind Project in June. So I'm like, whoa, hectic, it's all happening, uh, which is really exciting. And then second high for the week, um, I met this girl a couple of weeks ago and she's really challenging me, which is fantastic. Um, it's really like, it's a very big puzzle that I'm trying to figure out, which is super fun. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really fun year. So the low for the week, I think, what would it be? I think lack of sleep um, and you know, really trying to get, my, get myself organized with everything that I'm doing. I think I can pull it off. I believe I can pull it off if I make sure I look after my body and I get enough sleep. Uh, uh-huh, otherwise, 100%. I don't think it's going to work out, <laughs> to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go for it, man. Well, my high for the week is right now. I'm flying pretty high. Mm. And I'm high because I discovered that you're a part of an organization that I am intending to reach out to and maybe uh, collect collaborate with because another high I had this week was I came to the realization or really the remembering that I'm here to serve men in the development of their bodies and souls. And so I've made a quick shift towards directing my uh, attention, energy, love and wisdom towards raising up the new masculinity that is being delivered to this planet. So uh, it's quite a coincidence to be here with you. And it's, it's quite a high for me to be speaking with you because it sounds like uh, you're in the work. Mm. You're about healing us and healing yourself. So, yeah, that's my high. <laughs> and my low, man, I got to tell you, I'm kind of stubborn this way. Like... I won't allow anything to be a low because as soon as I see the lowness, I look for the highness that, uh, that always corresponds with it every single time. There's always a lesson. There's always something to be learned. There's also, there was always something to look at, usually within myself. So when it, becomes a, when it shows up as a low, it immediately becomes a high because I'm an alchemist. I transmutate it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it. Good stuff. So let's just riff off on that. Like, What is the, what is the new... I'm not sure if you said new masculinity, but what does that look like to you? 
uh, in today's world and where we're going as young men? Well, I'll start with where I was slash am and where I know we all are, and that is in woundedness. And we can't show up on this planet without undergoing woundedness. Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have an ego. We wouldn't have an experience here. And for me, because of, you know, however, whatever promise I made to myself before I got here, I destroyed my body. I'm incredibly fast, incredibly strong, always a winning athlete. I played pro football, college football. I was a professional strongman. But in my later years, meaning like the past four years, I have come to know a part of myself, uh, particularly through the wounds I've received. I tore both biceps and my right Achilles tendon. Uh, this is, again, you know, coming to the experience of someone who knows themselves from their body. I know myself through my body and I teach the world about the body, meaning I am a strength coach. This is very much tied to my ego, who I am. I became famous talking about strength and my displays of strength in YouTube videos, that's why I'm popular. But these last few years have uh, been an opportunity for me to recapture something that was lost. And I'm very willful, so I know how to lose things. Uh, and anyway, that was, that's confronting the wound that is a womb. And this has been my experience because rebirth happens, growth happens through those wounds. And if we're talking about physical wounds, which I am, they cause me, and is you know, our, what we're doing here, uh, to look at my soul wounds. I've even had some uh, very obvious soul wounds you know, laid on me, and I accepted. So what's required when there's wounds, which we all have, is only one thing. And there's only one thing, baby, that will stimulate the process by which physiology, psychology, your whole self, your spirit begins to uh, heal itself. And that is with compassion, self-love. Uh, nurturing is the word, really. Learning how to nurture ourselves because that's, as you know, that's how your body begins the healing process. And be it physical, I say the body is the mind. Be it physical or soul wounds, uh, what we're actually looking for is an ability to heal ourselves through our own self-nurturing and self-love. Mm. And in that, we capture our feminine, our anima. So I really love that language. I love those words um, and I relate to them a lot. For someone that doesn't really connect with that sort of language and connect with those sort of um this jargon like what would you say to them that's someone that's like in their full immature warrior mode they're running around they're breaking stuff and how do you give them that these words of advice i guess in a <laughs> <articulation>. <laughs> no you don't you don't nobody could have given that to me i am the warrior's warrior swords on both arms you can't tell a warrior what to do. That's the whole point. <laughs> no, that is something that the warrior awakens to in his own way. Mm. We all awaken to it in our, in our own ways. I awoken to it very obviously through my body, through my injuries. But many of us awaken to it with a divorce 
you know, or uh, there are a myriad of different ways, but it's the woundedness that eventually shows up and we have to confront ourselves. And it's not some of the, one of these things where I w- would even consider forcing it on anyone. I was recently uh, listened to Joseph Campbell talk about how our ancestors never gave esoteric spiritual ideas and works to men under the age of 35. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it robs us of a stage of our development that is key, our red-hot stage. I'm known for screaming at the camera and, and moving the most heavy weights. And I'm a beast. And there's no way you're, anybody was going to tame my beast. Some, some men need more beast in them. And that's what I represented in a lot of ways. I'm a reflection of the beast in you, man, motherfucker. But, so yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like I find that so. Um, when I was say nineteen, like twenty ish, I started to really dive into, you know, a lot of. I started to, you know, from your recommendations, like reading Alexander Lowen and Ooh. like things like this, and it was like pretty overwhelming. And I guess Ooh. I. St- started to try and be more of someone who I wasn't um, and being more of like like a philosophical thought and a thinker and trying to like solve problems with my mind and now that I've let go of that more and just gone with you know after doing Mankind Project Mm -hmm. and really connecting to my warrior I mean fuck dude I'm on fire right now I'm just like Mm -hmm. killing it and I'm having such a good time and I just feel like it would have been such a shame to have missed out on this part of my life you know and it's really relevant really relevant Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so like question that I was going to ask later is getting in touch with our core values. Um, you know, Paul Cech, uh mentor of both of ours, talks about not living out someone Here's else's dream. Here's the thing about core values, and I'm going to cut you off because <laughs> that's what I feel like doing today. <laughs> core values are a heady subject until we get to our core, our heart. That's what even the word core comes from, heart values. Mm-hmm. Corazon, you know, the word comes from, and coronary core our heart so when you say core values most people go right to their fucking thinking head that's not their heart that's not your heart that's your that's your the world that's what you're thinking because you've been told what to think that's what the world wants you to think the head is very easily manipulated when you go to core values the only way that you can get that is by first of all exercising what's needed to get into that place of receiving what your core values are And that is to get in touch with the heart. Hmm. That is self-love, unconditional. And that's really the, the action. The action becomes unconditional self-love. And that means take yourself as you are and celebrate you in all of your unperfectness. Because that's what God is expressing through you on this planet. So hmm. there's, you, there's nothing else but self-love. And once you get there, then the core values just show up. So let's like thinking from coming from the heart coming from those i guess trying to connect with these core values something that i was doing was living out somebody else's dream and mm-hmm. yes talk, like i was saying yeah yeah you talk about archetypes and you know something that we're familiar with is like the king the warrior the magician the lover like how can i i guess use archetypes to figure out my own dream because it can be confusing whether or not i mean it was confusing for me whether or not I was living out my dream or somebody else's dream, 
And it turns out I was mm-hmm. trying to leave somebody else's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and well, listen, we're doing a little bit of both because we live here with other people. We came here to lose ourselves so that we can find that part of ourselves back again. So there, we're always in co-creation. And it's just a matter of becoming aware of you know, wh- what power we're giving away. We're giving away our power unconsciously. It's unfair. But when we become aware, look, we, it's a bargain. We come to play here. So we play with other people. And so do you have any suggestions for a guy to get more in touch with his own dream? Like using archetypes, for example, or any exercises or suggestions? I think maybe the first place to begin is to take a look around your life and realize that that is your dream. You are living your dream. You might resist that, but all the more reason why you're living it. And when you could take that kind of responsibility for your circumstances in life, that type of ownership, that type of sovereignty, kingship, then it's very easy. Okay. And then right, because you because every moment it's being revealed to you. And then you can choose that you want more if you want more. If you look around and take responsibility for what you have and you don't like what you have, you can take sovereignty, you can take ownership over grabbing the steering wheel and turning your life in a different direction. We can constantly do that. Every time that we do that, we die to a version of ourselves and we're reborn in another. That's why Jesus is the king. You see? Because of the ability to shed one version of ourselves, or you even look at the snake as a religious symbol, and to embody a new life. When he says, you are born again, you uh, essentially, am what I'm saying, when you release part of yourself, die to an old version of yourself, mm. you're born again in a new way. And we get to choose what that new way is. It's not some bullshit heaven in the sky where you're dancing on clouds. That's, that's not even like a good dream. If I was going to dream about what heaven is, that sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> my heaven is the new manifestation that's coming into my life because I'm dreaming it up. That's my heaven on earth. I'm dreaming up my existence. I am the God of my existence. I am the sovereignty of my existence. No matter what the circumstances are, I can transmutate them into what it is that I want. And you, when you, we can all do that. But the moment you look at the things that you have and you resist them and not take responsibility for them, you give away that power. You might not understand why these things are here, these negative things or uh, what they mean yet. But trust me, it's all a part of an unfolding story that you have been crafting with yourself for yourself for a very long time. Accept that. Don't accept that fatalistic, those fatalistic ideas. There are scientific and religious ideas that are fatalistic. Fatalistic meaning this is your one shot to live life and then you go to heaven or you go to hell. That's fatalistic. And the other one is a scientific where we're just bags of meat that are kind of like smart monkeys messing around here. No, both of those rob us of our sovereignty. Rob us of our ability to dream. So how do I know I'm doing the right thing when it seems like I'm you're doing the right the thing grind. when you decide that the thing that you're doing is the right thing. That's the thing. You, um, unless you're measuring up to someone else's idea of what should be, you just own what is. 
You get what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. what unconditional self-love is. That means I'm okay just as I am. It's so, a hard thing to swallow. A lot of people definitely don't love themselves. How? Right. That's why I began there. <laughs> how, how the fuck do we love ourselves, man? Unconditional is the word that has to associate me with that phrase. Unconditional self-love. That means you're not judging yourself. You're not hard. We're not hard on ourselves. Let me put it that way. So many of us are just so hard on ourselves. We're going to realize that those are judgments and evaluations that were shoved on you when you were young. You can let all that go and love yourself anyway. That's a choice. That's a sovereign choice of a human being is to love himself regardless of external circumstances. And one step better, or what allows that to happen, they both kind of work together, is taking responsibility for what's showing up in your, what, what you, what is in your life. I'm going to give you a new definition for love. I'm not saying it's the only definition for love because love is one of those words that's so multidimensional that we, the words we use are just horrible. Hit me. But the way I've seen love in my life most recently is in creativity. Creativity. That means your ability to take something that is an uncarved block and turn it into a David, turn it into a masterpiece. Even better, if you could take shit and turn it into sugar. You are a master alchemist. That is the act of love. Mm. So the question that and we popped begin up, with ourselves. The question mm -hmm. that popped up as you're explaining that, I'm like, dude. But what if I love myself unconditionally, you know, and it starts to feel nice and like, am I going to get lost? Like, what if I stop being so hard on myself? Will I will I get what I want? Will I get what I'm striving for so hard? Or will it all just? Will I start not to care and turn into a hippie in the bushes? Well, you have two choices. You could choose to feel good now, or you could choose to feel good later. You could choose to love yourself now, or you could choose to love yourself later. Let me see if I can explain what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a moment. Yeah, I'm walking around the table. Well, here's the thing. There is a divine blueprint and there's a world blueprint. And the world blueprint would have you say that if you don't have these things, that you're not going to be happy. But that hippie in the bush might be 10 times more happy than the executive with 10 Mercedes. You understand what I'm saying? One is, one is working for his love so they can have the experience outside. The other one, the hippie in the bush, has just accepted his love and loves his love. Jesus was a hippie. Buddha was a hippie. Muhammad spent time in a fucking... Uh, cave but those guys made an impact in the world like I know a hell of a lot of hippies that do ah, fuck yeah. and now don't make a out. difference we got it 10 times easier than those guys those guys had it hard they didn't have the internet <laughs> we have the internet so there are thousands of hippies out there doing what they feel like doing and making lots of money you're talking to one hmm I'm hanging out over here by the river, walking around a picnic table, talking to you. Old dirty bastard in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not an easy answer because I'm not against anything. Hmm. Meaning, if you want to work hard, deny yourself, and receive the benefit of that type of momentum, do it. Because that's what I did.
That's how I got where I am. I did that really, really, really well. So but at some point, like I said very early, I said earlier before, and I even taunted you with it, you're going to either choose to love yourself now or you're going to choose to love yourself later. Well, I can't promise you that's going to be your outcome, though. <laughs> so you could wait. You could wait till it never happens. It happened for me. I'm 38. I have enough time to walk around in the woods. Mm. Mm-hmm. But how long are you going to wait? And by whose rules are you going to are you going to get that from? It's still your sovereignty. It's still your choice. So as those things that are keeping you up at night come to you, they show up. Very practical thing to do is just write it down. Do you journal? Yeah, every day. Yeah, write those things down and just and then leave them alone. Don't put that bed, the pillow, put the notebook under your pillow. Leave them alone until the scheduled time for them to happen. So last night, I'll tell you a little story about about that. Last night, Colleen uh, was doing the accounting for one of our projects, Grounding Camp, and there is a large sum of money missing. And it's just she and I. It's like. So something went wrong with the accounting. She's justifiably concerned, and I know that the, it rests on her because she's doing the numbers. But her, but she was anxiety. She was anxious about it, feeling very ungrounded about it. Can't sleep about it. And me being Elliot, of course, I like, babe. There's nothing we could do. What are we going to do right now? What could we possibly do right now? I know what she's going through because I've been there before. Just chill, and we'll deal with it tomorrow. And so when the time comes to meet the, the bookkeeper, which is on its way, then she'll explain what's going on. But until then, all we're doing is making ourselves sick. So just stop it. And that's what a lot of us are doing. And we're so caught up in the anxiety of that activity, that frantic activity of the mind, that we never, we're never still enough to take right action, take spontaneous action, action from stillness, which leads us to our legacy. Your legacy is not caught up in, in following fears and putting out fires. Your legacy is in receiving your path, receiving your mission in life and acting it out spontaneously. It's digest digesting what you're saying. Yeah. So let's start to how do we res let's imagine you're talking to a young man um, yeah I'm talking to a young man I'm talking to one right now <laughs> uh -huh. so all right well fuck it I'll just do me so restrictions of pleasure uh, feeling guilty for taking time off or resting it's a big thing. Taking time that, off and resting is the most powerful thing that you could do to get in touch with your sovereignty, to get in touch with your inner king, get in touch with your truth, to get in touch with your inner gut, your God self. Yeah, but I feel it feels You've so got to guilty. Take time off and it feels yourself. so uncomfortable. Because the guilt has been laid upon us that we shouldn't commune with ourselves. We're so detached from ourselves. Many of us have fucking dissociation. It, it is critical for self-love to be nurtured in an environment, a space. We've got to create... You're in the Mankind Project, so you know about sacred space. you got to create that sacred space for yourself on a continuous basis because it's within that sacred space that spontaneousness is available. That's where we receive the call of the still small voice within. 
Oh, it's so much easier. It's so, so like, I wouldn't say easier, but, oh, it is easier to do it for other people than to do it for myself. Yeah, I know. I've been there. I've done that. I got four children, bro. I started raising my family at 23. Four children and four businesses. I'm a madman. Well, I just realized so I get- I'm 24. I could not imagine having a bunch of kids running around right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a madman. Yeah, I guess that's another part of the the equation here. You know, I could talk till I'm blue in the face and half the shit might not make sense, but look at how I've lived my life. I get it too. I get the wanting and the desiring and the the robot warrior likeness. I did it better than anybody. I've got the I've got a very strong will. So when it comes to when I when I shed these terms and i speak these ways i'm not coming from a guy who was a hippie who came out as a hippie and just been kind of intellectually playing with these ideas and he looks dirty i'm coming from a very good warrior background and experience i don't forget what were the uh and then when i look back yeah mm-hmm. what were the tools i was gonna Oh, you go. Yes. Sorry, you, you go. Let's <laughs> <Good>. stop. You go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You and I are on the same page. <laughs> I think we're thinking the same thing. What were the tools, right? Yeah. That made it work because tools? so many guys do the Dude, same thing. And they, here and they fucking it crash is. And burn. Plain and simple. You got to do this. You have to have structure and you have to have flow. Get a calendar. Get a notebook. Get a calendar app and structure your days. Then block off all the times where you're going to connect with yourself. You're going to meditate, but really it's connecting with yourself. If you're a guy that works out, don't put on the fucking music and have Lil Wayne or Jeezy or Wheezy or all, you know, all the little guys rapping in your ear. Because that's not you, you're giving that time away to someone else. Also, if you're lifting, lift mindfully. Be there with yourself. See what you're doing in your body. I. I use my body like a weapon. So I know what abusing the body is like. Now I'm very mindful. I do mostly yoga. Very mindful about each movement because I'm making love to myself. This is a meditation. Block those times off and be disciplined with yourself. Discipline, the word disciple comes from discipline. And a disciple is a, ma- is a master in the making. So if you're ever going to master anything, you master yourself. And the only way you're going to master yourself is by being disciplined about your ritual spirit. Space, your sacred space. Guard it. And that's what I did. I meditated. The same park I'm in right now, it's so funny. I moved down here in 2004, 2018. This this very park that I'm standing in right now, I would come and I would sit. And I would journal or I would meditate. And I'd just be in nature. That's why I'm in nature right now. I'm cuddling myself. These trees are cuddling so you need that cuddly time. So. I got this great image of you with your arms around a tree right now. Just, <laughs> just caressing and having a good time. So let's say the I trees have... don't need my love. <laughs> the trees don't need your love? No, I need their love. Mm. Look at the planet. Right? We're in deep pain. And the more pain we're in, the less green there is. When we start loving the green again, the pain might go away. So let's say I've crashed, yeah. I've burned, 
I've fucked up. I didn't get in touch. And my ego has taken a king-sized blow to the head. Mm-hmm. How do I get back mm-hmm. on the horse and reclaim my confidence? So I can give it another well, crack. Well, you're talking to a man who's in the midst of doing this. What Do you remember Yo Elliot? And do you remember Elliot Hulse quitting Yo Elliot? Man, do I remember Yo Elliot? Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Big crash to the ego. The next phase is called the tunnel. You just imagine a tunnel underground. And then the phase that follows after that is king. So I wrote king when I was going down into the tunnel to retrieve my crown. That's called healing. You break an ankle, you heal. I've been healing my body and my soul. So it comes. It comes at some point. Either we choose it or, like me, it gets beat the fuck out of you. But you take it. You receive it. And you learn and you grow. It's a a transmutational container. And it is stirred by your own unconditional self-love. We're back on that hot topic. Mm -hmm. It's inescapable. So then, is there anything that you looked to, any people, figures that you looked through when you were going through that to feel into your king, to feel into that archetype, to try and emulate that and move through the tunnel? And No, because that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. I, w- I was the king. Worldly king. I was very much the king. I don't need anybody to teach me shit about warrior or king. My magician is pretty damn good. Had nothing to do with King. Well, I then got what that. did you find in the tunnel? Well, you said archetypes. I named three. Which one did I leave out? <laughs> the lover, baby. All right. Well, there you have it. It's a retrieval of the heart. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just ask the same question. Is there anything that you looked to? Or how did you get more in touch with that? What is it you know, that works for you that might work for someone else listening that needs to get in touch with their lover? Reggae music and weed. <laughs> I hate both of those things. <laughs> well, good luck to you. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, tell us, tell us about the. Was it hard or was it easy? You know, like getting into that. Oh, it's been zone? it's been three, four years for me. Am I? Because a lot of I people was so yeah, wounded you, that while. When you say reggae music mm-hmm. and weed, people think, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people would sound like you're not doing anything. But I could imagine mm-hmm. it would have been easy. Whoa, hey, those are from... some magic words right there that I learned a lot about not doing anything. Because the overemphasized warrior is all about ungrounded doing. Yeah, not doing anything. You're right. You're not going to get to your lover while doing anything. You're not going to conquer your heart. I'm going to come in like some invader. I put up an Osho quote on my Instagram the other day and where he's talking about coming to God, that it's a passivity, it's a yielding. And uh, he says, you're not going to go in invaders and conquer God knowing this, you know, uh, what we're talking about here, wholeness, sovereignty. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's learning how to yield and to be in our passive, to be in our feminine, to be in our yin, to be in our cooling, to be in our nurturing, to be in our... 
recovering, are reviving. Because with every dark, there's the light that is anyway. The technology, the technology we use, you know, it's a series of zeros and ones in the digital age. So we're learning how to integrate what's happening on the planet right now and what I know I am a, uh, a spark for is the integration of our inner masculine and feminine. The feminine is uh, on the face of the earth is changing. You see with Donald Trump, all women on the earth should thank Donald Trump. They really should because it was because of him that it was all this that's coming out in terms of like women not being respected and then Oprah standing up and giving a a presidential speech, basically, <laughs> where women are retrieving their power. That on the outside, if we resist that, then we're resisting the awakening of the woman inside our hearts. And the, and, and, and the heart works on it with a completely different set of rules than the head. The heart works on vibration. The heart works on feeling. So when we call a cramp of doing which we have been for several generations, many, many thousands of years. This is where man, men in particular, and that's why I'm called to men, have lost our way. Now, I don't say lost our way. This is what we were doing. But now we are in a retrieval. We are becoming integrated. It's not even a going down process. It is an integrating process. And it, one of the most practical ways I could describe it to you as something that will change dramatically in our lives is our ability to, to tap into our intuition. What the thing and how to be your intuition, your, your guide self within you. If you yield to it, if you listen to it, if you create space for it to whisper to you, takes you on your path. We have more opportunity to do that today than ever before. So while we're busy doing, like you said, trying to live other people's dreams, we could stop doing for a moment and discover what our dream is. Follow our own dream, follow the prompting of our heart, our intuition, our inner truth. So that's what's on its way. Mm. Um, so like, I wanna just, something that, uh, um, how do I articulate this? So that the friend group or the culture that I'm in um, and the age that I'm at is very much like hustle, fucking work hard, um, you know, yeah, yeah the boys, like it's like locker room mm -hmm. talk and like all that sort of shit. And then there is always this part inside of me that is drawn to want for connection to a feminine woman. For guys that are like us, what can they bring us in our lives? Because I know you've been married since a young age and... Yeah, you like you have this amazing relationship with your wife. Like, yeah, any advice for guys that are they know oh, they're looking man. for I'll a little bit? You, but it's I'll like, give you the answer. Now I'm not saying I had this. I'll give you the right answer, but not. I had to learn this the hard way. But it goes back to our original conversation about loving ourselves first. When we capture our own anima, when we capture our own hearts, when we love ourselves unconditionally. Then the woman of our dreams, regardless of what she looks like on the outside, appears because we have the love. The love is already in us and it just shows up on the outside. 
when you are in love with yourself, you're far more attractive to women also, too, because you have interests, like deep interests. So she knows that this is a special kind of man rather than, you know, I don't, I don't want to knock anybody who watched the Super Bowl this weekend. But, you know, the type every weekend. Watching games. Condi what they are subscribing to is programming, you know, program people. Mm -hmm. So when you take some time for yourself to love yourself and create your space the way I'm talking about right now, you start to go a little deeper. You ask deeper questions. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I want to spend time with people who are a little more multidimensional also, too. So I'm going to begin more tr attracting more of that type of person to me. I'm going to know where to be at the right time so that type of person is attracted into my life because I love myself so much. Man, beautiful. So we're going to wrap it up with our the last two questions. I want to ask you, when you've put in the hard yards, when you've put in the work, what is the way that you reward yourself? Some people like chocolate. Some people love cigars. Um, well, is there anything in particular? It, it's just a matter of timing. It's a matter of timing. It's a matter of timing. So everybody rewards themselves. I beat the shit out of myself for 32 years, and now I'm rewarding myself. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. And it's a big rewarding of myself. But you could also have little rewardings of yourself, but they usually aren't very rewarding. At least my experience was that they weren't very rewarding. It was usually drinking and then staying out late. I reward myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a vacation where I do that a bunch. I practically poisoned myself. And so, you know, I've lived that type of rewarding myself also, too. And, uh, and I think it's actually more a matter of numbing because we never really, I, when I was doing that, I, I didn't confront the pain. I wasn't creating sacred space for myself. So I had it was so overwhelming that I was drinking. And you know, I think that's pretty accurate for most of us. Mm -hmm. We drink, alcohol numbs us and we just get right back in line. Yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah, well, there you go. And the question that we asked every single guest is if you could give three things for a guy so that at the end of the week, when he goes to bed, he's like, Whoa, you know you've given it your all, you're satisfied that you've arrived completely present and you've done your best work. What are three things that a guy could do to live more and regret a bit less this week? What can you do to love yourself a bit more and Sorry, regret a bit less? Live more and regret less. What? Live a bit more and regret a little less. Well, I can't tell you what that is. That's what the sacred space is for. That's what carving out time for yourself is for. So that you, because I'm not going to give you my answers, what you should be, want, what's living more for you. <laughs> How dare I? I don't know what your life is like or what you're into. And tend to regret a little bit less. Well, that's just a matter of, we spoke about this whole time, unconditional self-love. There's nothing to regret. Why regret anything? That just puts you into a, a tailspin out of getting what you want. I get it. I've, I've done a lot of regretful things. It's fruitless. So, there. So there. Thank you, Elliot. That was mm -hmm. amazing, man. I really appreciate your time. And I hope you have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too, Josh. Have a good one, buddy.